live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. morning everybody it is 11 a.m eastern standard time so that means you're locked and loaded right here on lfa tv this is live from america here on rumble or maybe you're watching on the app and i am your ever so humbled god-fearing and god-loving host of the show jeremy harrell the hip-hop patriot broadcasting from the live free or die granite state of new hampshire and i am accompanied by producer eli and a whole mess of LFA family members. So let us know who you are. Carly from Michigan. Robin with a Y. How are you? Iris is watching. How are you doing, Iris? Good to see you. Ann MK. How are you, Ann? Lisa from Pennsylvania. Suzanne. Holly Tyndell, who's painted some great stuff for me. How you doing, Holly? How's Deb? Hope she's well. Betty from Texas. Linda from Montana. We've got Karen Ma from Louisiana. Logan is in the building. Roxanne Sherry from the Show Me State. We've got Cheryl from Minnesota. June from Ocala, Florida, the Sunshine State. Susan from the Sunshine State as well. Maria from Virginia Beach. Erica from Michigan. Cindy is here. And one more, let's give it to Daisy Duke. Oh, we'll give one more. Linda from OHIO. Linda, is, are you the one that lives in Lima, Ohio? OHIO? I always hear that. Anyway, folks, got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Is Michelle Obama running for the president of the United States of America? Will Michelle, excuse me, I'm sorry, Michael, will Michael run for the Democratic nomination for president of the United States? And if so, how could that even happen? If she's not, he's not even announced anything yet. Well, we're going to be tackling that today and much, much more. But Aaron from Ohio, James from Wisconsin, Cindy Lou Who, Chap says it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chaps. Happy birthday to you. Well, I can tell you this, whether they... Uh, whether Michael Obama runs or whether he doesn't, I know one thing. They messed with the wrong guy. The deep state tried to take down the wrong guy. So they can throw whatever they want at us. But like I said from the beginning, we're coming for you. Roll it. Successfully tried to take down the wrong person. He's absolutely going to come back uh, with full vengeance the next time around. I think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. Our Constitution really does give the president tremendous power to destroy. This will be something we could never have imagined. Now the gloves are off. Some of Trump's close political allies told him they are working on figuring out the identities of the FBI and DOJ staff and forming lists. I will direct a completely overall DOJ to investigate every radical DA and AG in America for their illegal racist enforcement of the law. The DA 
state is destroying our nation, but the tables must turn and we will quickly destroy the deep state. We know where the bodies are buried. There are a lot of people out there that have done some very, very evil things, very bad things, I would say treasonous things uh, against our country. People that have done such harm to our country. I've been looking at them for a long time. He could have ordered the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he perceives as enemies. Put them all in jail where they belong. You gotta get tough and strong and you have to fight fire Trump 2024, we're coming for you. President Trump, please make that your new slogan. Because what says we're coming for you more than basing your entire campaign on this exact statement? If you want to enact revenge on your corrupt government for everything that they've done to you in your entire life, elect me, Donald J. Trump. 2024, we're coming for you. I approve this message. That's the kind of campaign that this needs to turn into now. It's the kind of campaign that I believe it is turning into now. And just like he said, we know where the bodies are buried. This is a retribution presidency. We will dismantle every bit of the deep state and it's gonna happen quick. And we're coming for you. America's back. Because the spirit of America is back. And this is the era of the people. Can I get an amen? Ladies and gentlemen, if you agree with that, if you share in that sentiment, if that is the emotion that you feel, if that is the direction that you think that this campaign needs to go, if you want revenge on your tyrannical government, vote Trump 2024. We're coming for you. Then give me a like, give me a share, and let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to it. I know one thing, none of it, not a single bit of it could be possible without God. None of it. You're either anointed by God in order to do it, uh, uh, in order to lead a, a war like this, or you're not. And if that man was not anointed by God, he would have folded like a cheap suit months ago. And if you're just joining in and you missed the first 10 minutes of this video, I highly suggest you go back and watch it immediately. September 13th, year of our Lord, 2023. Come to me and rest. Fight on the battlefield, but come to me for your rest. Give your mind a break from its habitual judging. You form judgments about this situation, that situation, this person, that person, yourself, even the weather. As if judging were your main function to do in life. But I created you first and foremost to know me. That's what you're created for. To be God's best friend. And to live in rich communication with me. When you become preoccupied with passing judgment, you usurp my role. Usurp, excuse me. Relate to me as a creature. Relate to me as creature to creator, sheep to shepherd, subject to king, clay to potter. Allow me to have my way in your life. Rather than evaluating my ways with you, accept them thankfully. The intimacy I offer you is an invitation to act as if you were my equal. Worship me as king of kings while taking hand in hand with me down the path of life. Matthew 7, 1, John 17, 3. And 1 Timothy 6.15. And if you did not have an opportunity to watch Rise Up this morning, enter at your own risk. In Jesus' name, let's go to, uh, to our Father in heaven now. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you what, we're getting pretty theological on Rise Up. If you want to see a good debate, if you want to see a good conversation, if you want to see good fellowship studying the Bible together, then you'll want to watch that show this morning. All right? Let's lift up our cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. We got a lot of news to get through. I would appreciate a share from each and every one of you so we can get busy now. The mainstream media, ever since Kevin McCarthy came up and very gently announced impeachment of a crime syndicate, you would think that, you know, announcing as the third in line to the presidency, as the third most powerful person, arguably, in D.C., you would think that when you come to announce the impeachment of such individual, of such of a crime family that he resides over, or used to when he had functionality of his brain and his body, well, then you think you would come with a little bit more bass in your voice? I think today we really got to... Go for the bro, go and where the uh, evidence leads us. And Okay, anyway, since that moment yesterday, the mainstream media has been absolutely freaking out, doing everything they can to let you know how they're going to run cover for, stand in the way of, and protect Joe Biden at all costs. But before you really watch all of this, I want you to see the forest for the trees here. Do you believe that any of these people that I'm about to show you really care about Joe Biden? Do you believe that any of these people, which I'm about to show you, really care about protecting a man that they believe is doing a good job? Or do you believe that they know that the further we go down the rabbit hole of the Biden crime family, the closer we get to their earthly Lord and Savior, Barack Hussein Obama? Sounds a little bit more like the words of somebody who, who they absolutely love. You remember when Barack Hussein Obama was invited to the White House the year that uh, Joe Biden illegitimately took control of the White House? He was invited later that year. Do you remember how ignored he was? Do you remember how all of these people, which I'm about to show you, were just, oh, oh, pawning all over uh, Barack Obama. And Joe Biden was walking around like he was lost with no friends. By himself, that's me in the corner, that's me in the corner, that's me in the spotlight, eating ice cream and sniffing some girl's hair block out the sun. Remember that? Now that you know, now that I've set the story up, I want you to listen to Hakeem Jeffries defend Joe Biden. And you tell me, is he defending Joe Biden here? Or is he defending Barack Hussein Obama? Roll it. House Democrats will defend President Biden today. We will defend President Biden tomorrow. We will defend President Biden next week. We will defend President Biden next month. We will defend President Biden next year. We will defend President Biden until the very end. House Democrats. Wow. Wow. Why? For what reason? We have the receipts that he broke law. Are you going to deny the receipts? You can deny Republican talking point and hearsay all you'd like. But boy, it really sounds to me like they're ready to take a bullet for this man. Are they really taking a bullet for him or are they really going to try to take a bullet for Barack Hussein Obama? Well, here is Morning Mika and Slow Joe on MSNBC. Now you tell me if you believe that they're actually happy about this impeachment and the investigation into the Biden crime family and the Obama crime syndicate. Sure playing it off like they love it. Roll this. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Don't have sound. There we go. Republican swing voters, independents take. Got January the 6th. (laughs) You've got the the apologies for January the 6th by the Republican House. Mm -hmm. You've got them talking about these people that killed cops uh, calling them, uh, again, if you, if you don't think so, ask, ask the family, okay? Ask the family who killed the cops, and they'll tell you it was the rioters that Donald Trump whipped into a frenzy and sent Lies. to the Capitol. You've got abortion. 
What? A, a, an issue that's going to be, again, once again, as it was in 22, a huge issue in 24. You've got a federal judge declaring Donald Trump to be a rapist by any standard definition of how we and institutions define rape. Uh, and now you've got an impeachment uh, all, simply because the craziest people on the back benches in the House of Representatives are demanding that Kevin McCarthy call for an impeachment. I, again, this is this is the White House's dream. It just a wow. This is the White House's dream. Well, if this was the White House's dream, then I can't tell because Slow Joe and Morning Mika just sat there and complained about everything that's going on in the world. And this is what the people's house is doing. We got abortion. We got January 6th where they killed cops. Lies. Oh, yeah. Sounds to me like they're really happy. This is the White House's dream for re-election. Slow Joe and Morning Mika say. After Hakeem Jeffries just went and just basically said they were going to go to bat for Joe Biden no matter what, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, now you've got ABC. ABC running cover for Joe Biden as much as possible. But again, if we believe that all, bo- all roads lead to the Obamas, you got to understand what I'm setting the stage for here, right? But you have to understand the willingness and the lengths that these people will go to to protect Joe Biden. When there's no allegiance to Joe Biden, but you know about their allegiance to Barack Hussein Obama, right? I hate to do three minutes of garbage in your ears, but here's three minutes of garbage from ABC. Roll it. Developing headline from Capitol Hill tonight under intense pressure from hard right Republicans in the House. Hard right. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is now launching an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. McCarthy said just two weeks ago that there would need to be a vote for this, but tonight now saying he's launching it, no vote. Today, Speaker McCarthy was pressed. Where is the key evidence to launch this investigation? Democrats, even some Republicans, have been skeptical there's any clear evidence to take this step. (laughs) And politically, could it backfire? Rachel Scott on the Hill tonight. Tonight, under pressure from House Republicans, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy opening an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, investigating whether he benefited from the business dealings of his son, Hunter. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Less than two weeks ago, McCarthy said he would not launch an inquiry unless the full House voted for one, saying it should not happen through a declaration by one person. But after far-right Republicans threatened to boot him as Speaker and former President Donald Trump turned the screws, McCarthy Mm. changed his tune, Mm. launching an impeachment probe while conceding he has no evidence President Biden committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Do you believe there's an impeachable offense that President Biden has committed? All I said is impeachment. House Republicans have already spent nine months investigating whether as vice president, Joe Biden made decisions to help his son and enrich himself. But they've come up empty. Why hard evidence that President Biden did any wrongdoing here? Two months. We are developing that, and that's why the inquiry has to happen. Over in the Senate, Republican leader Mitch McConnell keeping the House inquiry at arm's length. I don't think Leader McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, needs any advice from the Senate on how to run the House. But even some Republicans are saying the evidence against the president is just not there. And from Democrats tonight, outrage. This is an illegitimate impeachment inquiry, period, full stop. It's a waste of time and taxpayer dollars. Oh, how's it feel? How's it feel? Except this is not a waste of time and taxpayer dollars. And you really know what bothers me about like Representative Scott Perry. God bless his heart. I mean, he's a Republican. I mean, he's a conservative, right? Right. He's all about, you know, holding people accountable. But how do you not know the evidence? That's the thing that always bothers me about these congressmen. How do you not know the evidence? This woman for ABC has got a microphone in your face. Is there any clear evidence? Well, that's why we're putting together the impeachment inquiry. What are you talking about, Scott? I could have stopped right there. I would have stopped right there. And I would have said, well, how about I just give you five of the 50? 
bam, 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 bam. And I laid it all out. I'd have laid out where the money took us. I'd have laid out all of the payments made to people that weren't even anything to do with an elected position in the family whatsoever, had no family business whatsoever. I would have laid out all the times the president, now illegitimate resident, lied about not having any dealings with his son when his son was on the damn plane with him. I would have had all of the voice messages and the text messages that were found up in the WhatsApp, WhatsApp messaging uh, platform and everything. How do you not know this stuff? How do you not know this stuff? Is the Elevate app streaming this show? I don't have it any way to know. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you had the app, you'd have a way to know, right, though? Maybe you should download the app. I'm just kidding. Um, But that's what bothers me about these people that are bringing these impeachment inquiries and that are giving these, uh, you know, giving these... uh, press conferences and statements, you should know what you're talking about. You should be able to stop right there and just fill that woman's head full of all the evidence and proof that she needs, that she's asking for. How is that so difficult? Either they don't know it or they're holding their cards close to their chest. But if we're talking about impeaching this guy for maybe possibly treason, well, then why are you holding anything close to your chest? Let it out, ladies and gentlemen. Let it out. Now, I know the video is a little blurry right now. We're just going to plug through it. I want to ask you guys to please share. We need to get over 4,000 people immediately. Now, this is all leading to something. And what is that going to be? Well, there are dozens and dozens of Democrats who are calling on Joe Biden not to run in 2024. Dozens. Dozens of Democrats are saying, we need some new blood. We need some new energy. Joe Biden is such an unpopular resident that all of these um, indictments and arraignments and arrests and court cases against Donald J. Trump, all the 14th Amendment, you know, screaming that we're doing to try to keep him off the ballot, it's not working. So you have dozens of Democrats who are now calling for him to jump out of the race. Well, now you have your first nationwide syndicated column uh, columnist in the Washington Post calling for Joe Biden not to run in 2024. This is the first major news publication to actually call for Joe Biden to step down and not run in 2024, which he's not, but it's all leading up to something. Quote, President Biden should not run again in 2024, reads the headline coming out of the Washington Post. Deep state columnist David Ignatius. Okay. And this is what he posted. Now, Ignatius cites two big liabilities. One, Biden's age and his running mate, Kamala Harris, as the reasons for Biden to step aside for the success of the ultimate mission, stopping the nightmare of President Donald Trump from returning to the White House in January of 2025. That is how he starts off his, his, um, his story. Those are his two liabilities. But really, it's because he's unpopular and because they're digging deep on him. And we're going to get to the bottom of everything when it comes to the Biden crime family syndicate. Will we be able to bridge Obama and Biden? Well, any person with gray matter in between their ears should be able to do that. But we know for damn sure that the Biden crime family is all but gone. And they're willing to throw them under the bus immediately. So you've got dozens of Democrats calling for Joe Biden to step aside for 2024. You've now got the Washington Post, which is arguably outside of the New York Times, the largest Marxist news publication in the United States of America, calling for Joe Biden to step aside and Kamala Harris to step aside. Gavin Newsom already said there's no way he's running in 2024. So how do we connect this with my title today? Is Michelle Obama running for president? Well, let me just tell you this. Those dozens of Democrats that are calling for Joe Biden to step aside, they're also pressuring Michelle Obama, Michael Obama, to run for president. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There is massive pressure right now from the Democratic Party for Michelle Obama to enter the race. And from what I hear around the, the, the news water cooler that we all talk around all day long, it's that she's going... To he is going to enter the race in late November. Now, 
I would assume if this is true, that it's all going to hinge on how much comes out about a Biden through this impeachment and what subpoenas go out for uh, from the House of Representatives about this impeachment. Because we all know that all roads lead to Obama. You don't think that Jim Jordan knows that? You don't think that James Comer knows that? Even Kevin McCarthy knows that? Of course they all know that. That's where this is going. So you've got all of this pressure right now for Michael Obama to run as president. Now check this out. How much have you heard about the Obamas in the last 60 days, 90 days, compared to the last six years? I didn't hear about, I didn't hear from or about the Obamas other than when they went to the White House for that thing for Joe where he was walking around looking lost and everybody was huddling all over Obama like he was the actual president. Remember that day? That was really weird, right? It was really, really weird. And of course, you know that Obama already said if I could run the presidency as a pseudo president from the basement somewhere and just have my, you know, in a guy's ear, I'd love to do that because I can't run again. And now all of a sudden you're seeing Obama all over talk shows. You're seeing Michelle Obama come out and make statements. You're the dead chef. All press is good press, right? All press is good press. Here's the other thing. Name me another person in the Democratic Party that has near the star shock value to the Democratic voters as Michelle Obama who could come out and make a hard run against Donald Trump. Name me one. Now, there's a personal vendetta between the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bidens and the Trump family. There's a personal vendetta. And that personal vendetta is really against, uh, between Obama and Trump. We know this for years. Obama's the reason Trump decided to run. There's a personal vendetta. Trump, the Trump family and the Trump new dynasty is dedicated to take down the deep state. The deep state is headed up pretty much by Barack Obama. Who's going to take down who first? That's what it comes down to. Who is going to take down who first? Because if Trump comes back, they're all done. There's no playing around. There's no farting around this time. What should have happened in 2016 will happen in 2025. They know that. They know that. And we know that if they, put, if they are able to assassinate or put Trump in prison, then America is done forever. This is the end-all, be-all. There's a massive personal vendetta vendetta between the Obamas and the Trumps. Now, why do you think that not only the Obamas have been in the news so much lately, but also that all this trans stuff has been like the main focus of the United States of America? Trans rights, trans this. Remember when the trans terrorists shot up that Christian school and the day after Corrine Jean-Pierre was like, this is the time where we really need to stand up for the LGBTQ and the trans community. What? And why do you think that is? Because they see it as if we can desensitize this country enough to even if the people that don't agree with it still sympathize with us and still bend the knee to transgenderism, then Obama and and Michael will be able to come out and say, you know what? Our whole presidency was a lie. We had to keep that. We had to keep it alive because uh, because of the white patriarchy and the Christian patriarchy here in America. Uh, we did not think we could be ourselves, uh, and that's why we had to pretend. But we're coming out of the closet. Uh, we don't want to be that way anymore. We feel like we should be accepted. And what's going to happen is Obama is going to come out as the first not gay because they consider trans women women when they're really men. He's going to come out as the first ex-president to be married to a transgender woman. And that's going to be Michelle Obama. That's my prediction based on what I see. Now, I may be not correct in the they're going to come out as trans. But I feel like I'm 100% correct. And there's nobody that the DNC can put up to even come close to challenging Donald Trump than Michelle Obama. Now, I hate that. I hate the fact that I have to even... Admit that. But if I'm wrong, you tell me, who are they going to run? Because it isn't going to be Biden. 
And I think that's going to be the end. That's going to be the battle. That's going to be the war, ladies and gentlemen. They're setting the stage. And if we don't go, aww, about Michelle Obama running, then we'll be racist and bigots again. You got to understand, they politically charged up trans and racial stuff for what? For what? To lead to what? Pale old, you know, albino prune? Pedophile Joe Biden to run again? No, 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 no. There was, they, they've been building at this for a long, long time. And those same people that are calling on Michael to run are the same people that are calling on Joe Biden not to run. And here, I believe, is even further proof that the Clintons and the Obamas are going to work together again to take out Trump because Hillary Clinton made her way back to the White House yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Hillary Clinton. Gavin Newsom, Larry, Gavin wouldn't have the uh, star power, and he's already come out even as early as Monday and said he's 100% not running. 100% not running. Here was Hillary yesterday going back to the White House. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is such a great honor um, not, not for, for us. me to be here and to be part of this uh, celebration and announcement. Uh, Mr. Hieda, thank you so much for uh, that lovely introduction, but also for everything you do as the chairman. First thing that I did is check to see if the drapes were behind her because I thought she was wearing them. Second thing, you got to understand these people are positioning themselves. They're so arrogant. They're positioning themselves. They have to take down Trump. The Clintons, the Bidens, and the Obamas. And Trump's up against all three dynasties. Talk about David and Goliath. Are we not experiencing an anointed David and Goliath moment, ladies and gentlemen? I feel we are. Let's go to the Rumble chat. I want to see if you guys think I'm completely crazy here. Or if you guys agree with me that the stage is being set and that Biden is not going to run and, and, and Michelle will enter the race. Let's see what people think. She's like a yeast infection that won't go away. <laughs> DJT will still win, just like David. Yes, I believe you are correct, just like David. DJT will still win. Totally agree. Absolutely. Wow, I didn't know so many people would agree with me. I thought people would think that I was uh, uh, into the wind on this one. Uh, I don't think you are crazy, but I don't agree. Mike is a distraction. Okay. Clintons are the mafia of cocaine. Don't forget the bushes. Well, we're going to talk about the bushes in the end of the show today. I agree with you. Uh, Jeremy, I completely agree. Walls of Jericho. Yeah, baby. I agree with you. It seems obvious to me. Uh, it's all staged. Trump or death. Amen. Uh, don't think... Don't think they don't have a backup plan. Amen. Michelle is going to run. Ew, LMAO. I totally agree. President Trump has world leaders standing behind him. I agree. I pray you are wrong. So do I. Nailed it. 100% agree. I don't know yet. So that's what I love about this, uh, uh, this LFA family is we all have minds of our own and we're allowed to be critical thinkers and nobody is uh, banished from the page for having a different point of view. All right, before we get to our next segment, let's go to our partners, ladies and gentlemen. It is that moment in which we have to highlight these beautiful, wonderful people that help fill in the gap in between all of you beautiful and wonderful people that fund this show. Now, I know there's, I've been telling you to go to envirocleanse.com and you can. But you can also go to what we used to go to is ekpure.com. ekpure.com is basically our landing page, and then you use the promo code LFA from there. But I want to read something to you. They always start out this when they send me these things by saying, you should choose an air purifier like, like your life depends on it. And then they always end it with, because it does. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States, reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire fire season and swing, full swing nationwide, and with people um, committing arson, and with who knows what else, <clears throat> DW, <clears throat> direct weapon, energy weapons, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Toxic smoke is threatening our health and our way of life. EnviroCleanse is a military-grade air purification system that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically uh, designed to wipe out airborne chemicals, like in East Palestine, Ohio, and viruses known to cause illnesses, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for the EnviroCleanse unit. This is how you keep your family healthy. You go to ekpure.com, E-K, that's the letter E, the letter K, and pure, dot com, and use the promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen, and you'll get up to $150 savings today. Get yours today, and like I said, get one like your life depends on it, because it does. Now, somebody else who depends on you, who you should take your money away from, is the big pharmaceutical companies. And you can do that by just checking your over-the-counter stuff that you get that's in your medicine cabinet, in your bathroom, or in your kitchen today. And look at the stuff that you take for muscle relief, headaches, pain, arthritis, focus, help you relax, rest, sleep. I would say that a majority, over 50% of that stuff that you're buying, that you're lining the pockets of these big pharmaceutical companies, you could actually spend your money at cbdistillery.com and be far better than you would by the stuff that... Remember... They rely on you not getting better. This stuff is trying to be proactive rather than reactive and actually get you away from needing and depending on stuff. So 100% plant-powered wellness, 100% clean ingredients, cbdistillery.com. You can also use the promo code LFA there as well. And I want to thank both CB Distillery and EnviroCleanse. Now, We're almost at 4,000. I appreciate the shares. I appreciate the rumbles. Let's get back to holding people accountable. How many times have I told you that Sean Hannity is a political hack? Sean Hannity is a political hack, ladies and gentlemen. I have no respect for Sean Hannity anymore. Sean Hannity is not a modern-day Republican. He's an old-school establishment rhino. Do I think that Sean Hannity hates America? Definitely not. Do I think that Sean Hannity did well for when he was needed? I definitely do. But Sean Hannity is unwilling to or unwilling to accept, I guess, the fact that our government is completely a tyrannical takeover of we the people. And so in in the fact that he doesn't understand that, he doesn't understand MAGA, he doesn't understand Trump, and he doesn't understand how we get back in power as we the people. First of all, stop using words like democracy, Sean Hannity, because we're not one. Last night, Matt Gates, after that amazing firebrand speech he gave on the House floor, Matt Gates went on Sean Hannity, and you're never going to believe how Sean Hannity, first of all, wouldn't let him talk, but scolded him. Finally, Matt Gates got pissed, said, I've had enough, and says, Well, what would you do, Sean? I like that kind of Matt Gates. Roll it. Okay, so let's let's get into this in, in great specificity and detail. And I, I just had Marjorie Taylor Greene on. Very complimentary of you. Does not agree with where you're taking this, which would be a motion to vacate. Really, Marjorie? Um, why, if, if Jim, are, are you not happy with Jim Jordan and James Comer's handling of their respective investigations? For example, the House Oversight Committee, that's Comer's committee, investigating the Biden family syndicate, the Judiciary Committee, Jordan's committee are investigating the how the FBI and DOJ have been weaponized, how the uh, and politicized. And uh, are you and and now, of course, we have the impeachment inquiry announcement today. Uh, Both things, by the way, Jordan and Comer have been asking Speaker McCarthy to do, which they have now done, and he laid out the reasons why. Are you not happy with the speed of this or the progress of this? I am not happy with the speed of this. Uh, Jim Jordan and James Comer have done great work, but they've been handcuffed worse than David Weiss, the Delaware U.S. attorney who wasn't able to take action against Hunter Biden. I believe if Jim Jordan and... Well, let me slow you down. I've talked to both of them. They're happy with the progress that they've made, even though there's been, as you know, a lot of obfuscation, obstruction, lack of cooperation to get suspicious activity reports, the 1023 form, other information that has been necessary for their investigation. Then you tell me why we haven't sent a subpoena to Hunter Biden. I guess no, I I agree with you. Well, is gone. Then you tell me why Hunter Biden hadn't gotten a subpoena because there's no logical explanation for that. James Comer announced in the last week and a half that he's going to be subpoenaing the 
Biden family members. I agree with you. How many times have politicians, you know, not come through with that? Like, how many times did Lindsey Graham go on your program and say that he was going to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee and he was going to call in Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden was going to be in the witness chair. Let, let's stay focused on the House. Oh, yeah. I'm let's, asking, yeah, yeah. do you not believe James Comer means it when he says he's now going to subpoena Biden family members? Because I'm pretty convinced that he's going to do so. It's been eight months, Sean. It's, you know, I love Jamie Comer. I think he's a really smart guy, but there's no excuse for the eight-month delay. And you know what? Because they do fight them, because you do have to go to court sometimes, the eight-month delay that we've already self-inflicted on ourselves may or turn out to be dispositive. They may get away with it, just like Hillary got away with it, because we spent our time fiddling like Nero as Rome burned. And See, I tend to agree with you. I don't think there's any excuse at this point not to send out these subpoenas. I, I, I think the time has certainly come, and the next time I have James Comer on, I will ask him. Uh, however, it's taken them a while to get enough material to, to lead up and enough evidence and enough testimony, including Devin Archer's, to get to the point where they have really, really specific questions now for Hunter that they didn't have at the beginning of their investigation. you got to concede that point. Then you bring them in again, Sean. That, that, they've made that argument to me. and you know, Well, now's the time. I agree. They need to subpoena him. I would do it today. Right. So th there's that. But I don't want that. that I don't want to over-torque just the oversight features of my grievance. It's also about the money and the spending. And you and I talk about this frequently. We promised individual single-subject spending bills, and September 30th didn't move on the calendar. It didn't appear on a new day this year. We knew it was, it was coming, and we didn't get ready to have the programmatic review of how this government weaponizes and spends money. So now you've got McCarthy and our folks in leadership wanting us to vote for a continuing resolution. And a continuing resolution funds Jack Smith's election interference. And any Republican that is willing to keep funding Jack Smith's election interference isn't worth their salt. And we ought to reject wholeheartedly any effort at a continuing resolution of the Biden government and Jack Smith. Now that's the Matt Gates that I love. He's been all about it these last few days. He's done. He's done playing games. And I love it. And he commands attention. And people listen to him because they know he's right. Even Sean Hannity had to concede three or four times after he, after he finally let Matt talk. And I love the way, the way Matt said, well, then why haven't we done it yet? Why haven't we, done, uh, why haven't we subpoenaed Hunter Biden? By this time, when the Bidens or when the, uh, the Democrats were impeaching Trump, they had already brought in a Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Jr. and Eric Trump like multiple times. We're not playing the same game. We're not playing on the same field, Sean. So get out of the way. Get out of the way with that uh, old school Republican mentality. It's over with. We're not dealing with this anymore. And you can't do anything about it either. And that's the Matt Gates that I love. I am so glad that Matt Gates did that. Now, remember when, Matt, uh, when uh, Sean Hannity just said, um, I had Marjorie Taylor Greene on and she disagrees with you about the motion to vacate. Well, that's why I was glad that Matt brought up, well, it's not just about the impeachment, Sean. The motion to get vacate is not just about the impeachment and dragging your feet on the impeachment. That's one of many. There's also the single subject bills that he promised. There's also not funding Jack Smith and all these crazy uh, Democrat witch hunts, which we can do the power of the purse. There's many reasons why I would motion to vacate. But Marjorie Taylor Greene in her simple caveman mind can't see past her, own, uh, past her own hand in front of her face. And she's just got to start a fight with Matt Gates, which is exactly what she did yesterday. She, this woman, I tell you, this woman, what is wrong with this woman? Let me, let's pull up here what she said. She says, correction, my friend. So Matt Gates put out a tweet that said, when Speaker McCarthy makes his announcements in moments, remember that I, that it, as I pushed for weeks, Brian Kilmeade said, I was speaking into the wind on impeachment. Turns out the wind may be listening. Marjorie Taylor Greene retweets it and replies back this. 
Correction, my friend. I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for his corrupt business dealings in Ukraine and China while he was vice president on his very first day in office. You wouldn't co-sponsor those, and I had to drag you kicking and screaming to get you to co-sponsor my articles on the border. Who's really making the push? Shut the hell up, you worthless pile of crap. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you just lost any even chance of retribution as far as friendship with me or even me acknowledging you as a, as, as a proper elected official. Here you go again. You already fought with Lauren Boebert on the House floor and called her the B word because she did something that you wanted to do. I wanted to do it. Why don't you co-sponsor my bill? Me, me, me. I, I, I. My fundraising. You put up uh, articles of impeachment that nobody had any idea that you were going to do and that there was nothing other than you saying, I want to impeach him. And it was so early on that there was no investigation. There was no proof and evidence other than what we watched to actually really put up an impeach. That's why. Man, this woman, I tell you. But listen to what she says here. And this is all you need to know. To spend as long as it takes to investigate Joe Biden's crimes but we also need to uncover every single person that covered him up. And I think that's equally as important in investigating Joe Biden. Any, any uh, unelected bureaucrat that receives a taxpayer-funded paycheck should never cover up a politician's crimes. Now, what did she say in the very beginning of that? Same thing that McCarthy says. Talk about dragging your feet. Listen closely again. We need to spend as long as it takes to investigate Joe Biden's crimes. We need to spend as long as it takes to investigate Joe Biden's crimes. You know what that also means? While spending as long as it takes to investigate Joe Biden's crimes, no action required until then. Basically, she's mad because Matt Gates is saying, do your job or we're going to remove you from the House speakership. And that's what makes her mad. How disappointing. How absolutely disappointing she's become. I can't even believe it. It's amazing. Washington truly does corrupt you if you're not a strong person of God. And we know that she's anything but that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could all do me an incredible favor right now, if you can do another round of sharing, that would be phenomenal. We'd love to hit over 4,000 here on Rumble. But if you don't want to do that, please let me know what you're showing on your Rumble count, as I just refreshed and I see 1,118, and we're beating Benny by 200 people watching. Just so you know, Benny. Love you, brother. Anyway, folks, moving on. A Libertarian National Committee has moved to file for conservativeships for Biden and Mitch McConnell, citing clear incapacitation, mental lapses, and deficiencies in decision-making. The Libertarian National Committee has filed for this conservatorship for both White House resident Joe Biden and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McChina, citing, as I just said, clear incapacitation, mental lapses, and deficiency in decision-making evident in recent well-publicized incidences. The committee argues that neither man is fit to serve the American people in any capacity. The Libertarian Party argues that both Biden, 80, and McConnell, 81, have both shown serious impairments in their ability to, quote, receive and evaluate information effectively, make decisions, and communicate, suggesting that they lack the capacity to represent either themselves or the American public. While both the Democratic and Republican parties are unwilling to take action against either leader, the Libertarian Party has taken it upon themselves to address the issue. Quote, once the most insulting and infuriating, one of the most insulting and infuriating things in American politics is the financial tyranny inflicted upon us by the geriatric elites, said the Libertarian National Committee chair, Angela McArdle. Quote, these people have squatted in public office for decades, amassing massive wealth from lobbyists, super PACs, and tax dollars, while the average American feels the pain of inflation and watches their savings dwindle. Apparently, 50 years of public service isn't enough for some of these people, and they are stubbornly refusing to pass the torch, even though they are no longer fit to serve in office mentally, McArdle added. I agree. If you agree with that, give me a thumbs up, 
And let's go ahead and let's uh, cue that drum roll, please, because I think the Libertarian National Committee, I think they deserve the Smarty Award of the Day. How about you? Ms. McArdle and the rest of the Libertarian National Committee right there on the Smarty Award. You get the Smarty Award of the Day because that's just, you know, obvious. Moving on. As we have nine minutes, I really got to get through this. Wouldn't you know it? The United Nations, right on cue, has declared the United States-Mexico southern border, our southern border, their northern border, the deadliest migrant land route in the world, possibly a pandemic. Uh, and fueling the pandemic of diseases and coronavirus. What does that tell you? When the United Nations works with the WHO to say that there's going to be a massive emergency and a massive pandemic in the future that they're going to have to deem what is and what isn't to take your sovereignty right on time. The United Nations International Organization for Migration, IOM, on Tuesday revealed that it had documented nearly 700 migrant deaths or disappearances. That's it? The 686 total migrant deaths, dead or missing, in the area make the Mexican frontier the deadliest migrant land route worldwide. Oh, I would agree, but I wonder who's making it that. I don't know, the NGOs, the Biden administration, the cartel? I don't know, maybe. Roughly half the disappearances or deaths were connected to attempts to cross either the Sonoran or Chihuahuan deserts which spanned the borders of both nations. These alarming figures are a stark reminder of the need for divisive action by states. Aren't we trying to do that? Enhancing data collection is crucial. Ultimately, what is needed is for countries to act on the data to ensure safe and regular migration routes are accessible. See, they don't want to stop the illegal migration. They want us, the states, Biden and Mexico, to make sure that there is a safe, an adequate, adequate route for them to come here. And they're blaming us, apparently, for how dangerous it is. Hmm. Okay. Well, how about we build the wall, put armed guards on the border, and deter them from making the trip to begin with? How about that? Oh, and while you're at it, United Nations, why don't you talk about the amount of fentanyl that's come across the border that illegally, that's killed millions of Americans. Oh, and while we're at it, let's talk about the millions of kids and people that are trafficked for human sex trafficking and trading. Oh, you didn't want to, you didn't want to talk about that one, right? No, you just want to talk about the deaths of migrants, not about the people that it affects right here in America. Okay, got it. And just so you know, Trump coming back would end all of that. And Trump's new tariff plan, get this, ladies and gentlemen, we've went through the budget. Trump's new tariff plan would raise two trillion dollars or more and would reduce the deficit exponentially trump has proposed a baseline tariff of 10 percent on all u.s imports no matter where they're coming from and no and everybody would have no uh, no option but to comply because their uh their entire economies depend on it 2.5 trillion could be the upward result of the deficit of the deficit reduction and Ladies and gentlemen, $2.2 trillion or more coming in. That's a win-win. That's Donald Trump. Now, what I want to do is I want to get back to the era of accountability here. Now, we're not going to be able to do a couple of these stories that I had ready for today because I've spent so much time talking about others. But we're in the era of the people. We're in the era of accountability. We are in the era of truth. And we're going to make America great again by making America godly again. Watch this Biden official run away from the question and shut off this reporter that asks how much taxpayer money went to creating the bioweapon known as coronavirus. Check this out. I think the reaction is the proof in the pudding. How much money went from USAID to this, to the work at Wuhan and to their collaborator, Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina? Uh, to create, the, to collect and 
make coronaviruses that are weaponized, that um, are more deadly. So I, first of all, reject the implicit accusation in that question, and who, I do not have cares? it at my finger. I, 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 I do not, I do not have at my fingertips the particular details of USAID. Are you saying question. for certain? Are you saying for certain go, that go, no go, USAID go, money go, went to the I, Wuhan I, Institute I, I, of Virology? Question. Go ahead. No, please tell me. Do you? you know, do you, I, do you I, I, are you I, stating I, that no yeah, USAID I will money say, went? I I am happy to take questions from those in this audience. I'm happy to answer them. I appreciate that they treat uh, every person in this room, including myself, respectfully. I call on you. I'm now calling on someone else. Go ahead. Treat me respectfully. Please tell me. What are you denying? Go ahead, What please. is your denial? It's a non-denial denial. What is your denial? Why won't you answer the question? Well, the reason why he wouldn't answer the question was because the answer was in him not answering the question. That's why. That's why. Now, you have to understand another thing, ladies and gentlemen, in this era of truth, in this era of we the people taking over and getting our answers one way or another. And by the way, Benny Johnson's now beating us by 50 people. We need some shares immediately. We got to beat him. Just a little thing that me and Benny have. Now, in this era, we are going to have some casualty in that. And that casualty is while exposing truth, people are going to laugh at us. People are going to mock us. It's going to take us down in the world. But we need to stop putting Band-Aids on bullet holes. I want you to listen to what this man says and tell me he's lying. Go to this clip. Tell me he's lying. Raise your children the way we do. I mean, a nine-year-old boy in Gaza is more of a man than a 25-year-old in America. You prolong adolescence to an absurd degree. You don't prioritize maturity. But at the same time, you sexualize your children very early. I mean, you've got like third graders twerking, you know, and singing explicit song lyrics, and then you put that on social media for everyone to see. You're teaching kindergartners about sex, masturbation, about homosexuality and transgenderism. You think that prepubescent children can decide to have their genitals removed before they even know what they're actually for. And he goes on and on and on. He says, you put little girls in beauty contests, you make little boys girls, you make little girls boys. Your country is being laughed at. And you are no longer the biggest, you know, threat uh, to terrorism and to evil. He said it. He nailed it. Don't take my words for it. Let's listen to Senator, T uh, Senator Kennedy read from one of these new smut books. Just a couple seconds of it. And viewer discretion is advised. I on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass, and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. You know what that was? That was a book in an elementary school. That was a book that was read on the Senate floor that is in our elementary schools today. So yes, while we're exposing the truth, and this is the era of truth and the era of we the people... We're going to have to expose some pretty dark secrets, and that's sickening. And that's what's going on in our country. Another thing we're going to expose is the lies of the deep state and the tyranny, like what they're doing to, Gen to uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton. Watch this. To the FBI and reported him for potential crimes without any evidence. Do I have that correct? Um, we went to the FBI and reported. Please answer my question. Yes, I believe that criminal activity had occurred. That was not my question. Was this please answer the question, yes or no? Can I ask it again, Mr. Vassar? I want to get this straight. You went to the FBI on September 30th with your compatriots and reported the elected attorney general of the state for a crime without any evidence. Yes? That's right. We took no evidence. Did you gain any after that? Did you gain any after that? Well, we weren't collecting evidence. Did you gain any after that? Evidence of, of what, sir? Of Evidence of a crime committed by the elected attorney general in this state, elected by over 4 million voters. That guy. I don't, I don't recall if we had... You went to the... I don't recall. No, we went to the FBI. We had no evidence of wrongdoing. We had no proof of wrongdoing. We just went to the FBI, you know, because we didn't want him anymore because George Bush is calling the shots and the Bush family wants control of the law in Texas? Maybe that is. I don't know. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for 
LFA live from America, but don't worry, the fight continues as Mike Crispy and producer Frankie have already started the countdown to their show, and you know they bring a fight just like we do. It goes Sean, it goes me, it goes Crispy after that. Talk about a one-two right hook, and then you get the uppercut from Kevin Smith right after that. We appreciate you being here. Remember this, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please check out all of our sponsors in our description link. If you're going to be doing any Christmas shopping, please consider shopping there, or go to JeremyHarrell.com and check out our massive closeout sale. It is amazing. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face, and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. Peace out. Stop screaming that we first in America